Hoorah! Hey everybody, it's Thursday and it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing podcast. I'm your host, Jake. I'm Riff. And I'm Hot Stuff. How's it going, guys? We're all in the same room. Yeah. Ah. Just, just got some sort of giant pain spike to the right side of my face. Yeah, how do you think that I'll stop was? putting that yeah. nail in there. Growing pains. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> your, your brain is growing ever larger, pressing apart the plates of your skull. Ugh, it's the worst. Uh, one of the guys in uh, Michael Crichton's novel Timeline mm-hmm. uh, made one too many trips through the uh, through time, the time machine, and there was some sort of encoding error that offset a part of his skull by a couple atoms, and so he was, just had crippling sinus headaches all the time. Oh, wow, gross! Do you see that movie they uh, that that animation that they made uh, with a bunch of carbon atoms? Yeah, like a boy and his atom, or whatever. That was. Crazy. <clears throat> oh, I thought it was a movie starring Carl Ben Adams. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty good name for an actor. Yeah. Carl Ben Adams. Carl Ben Adams. Yeah. And then he changed his name to Carl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And then he would survive. <laughs> uh, that trick. You can't do that trick too many times or the powers that be will catch yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Blive snuck through because <laughs> he was the first. <laughs> Benicio del Toro, he found a technicality, uh, yeah. which is again not something you're going to let a lot of people do. That is only because Benicio Belgrande is a really good name. <laughs> I think I think Blive gets away with it because he's Blive Barker. I mean, come that's on, that's true. That's yeah. true. Have we ever talked about Benicio del Taco at all? Oh no, that's another one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good <laughs> NBC name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, how you guys been? We've been pretty good. Sure. Yeah, it's been what two weeks since we recorded. Yeah. yeah, last time you riff, you went to you went to up into the mounts. Yeah, with your family. went into went to Sedona, saw some great big rocks. Did you recharge your crystals in a <laughs> vortex? <laughs> no, we uh, we went um, near the vortexes and yeah, through, I think you we mean went vortices. We, we went through the one that was in the post office parking lot. <laughs> But I didn't feel anything noticeable about it. Uh, so what are these? Th- I don't, I've never actually like bothered looking into this. I've only been so once or twice. The story is is that this this uh, this woman who was an archaeologist and historian of Native American folklore and stuff, mm-hmm. and and was uh, published quite a lot. The the guy running the tour said that people of our age, chances are that. If you have read like a Native American myth or legend in a history book in school, like the story of Coyote or whatever, chances are it was written by her, and I've forgotten her name. Huh. But um, she had so shattered her she soul had into she, twelve fragments. <laughs> she had some kind of archaeo- archaeological discovery or theory uh, that was not accepted in the in the historical community and so her research got kind of uh uh uh, i don't know what the word i want disdainfulized uh wow (laughs) and 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 people didn't publish her stuff anymore and so she i guess she had some kind of mental breakdown and an alien in a ufo started talking to her and telling her about these vortices which are the the, where the earth breathes and there's i guess breathes through trees yeah (laughs) you'd have thought so but no it's it's a vortex the earth the earth breathes through a vortex and there's negative vortexes that i guess drain energy away and positive vortexes that that shoot energy out okay and, and there's like four or five of them that she discovered in Sedona where she was living. And are they both in and out vortices or? There are, there, there are in ones there and there are out ones there. And I think there might be one that's both. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So it's like she was playing like a really early version of uh, like Shadow Cities or uh, that Google. Yeah, kind of. Sure. It's called <laughs> Incursion. I still think the game where you fight skeletons if you're near a graveyard. Yeah, but how many graveyards are you near on your day-to-day life? A bunch. Oh, yeah. I lived in one. We, er, in one. <laughs> near one. I lived home. in one forever <laughs> in the future. <laughs> yeah, there is there is a pretty nice graveyard across the street from my home growing up. We were uh, we were discussing at a party this weekend how. Uh, it was it was surprising to people that my high school was adjacent to a graveyard, and also Emily's high school was adjacent to a graveyard. Hmm. 
My high school is not adjacent to a graveyard. Yeah. That's because your high school was for people with money. It was all, it was brand new. Like I was the, my freshman year was the first year that there were students in that particular. Because it was a religious school and they never build religious stuff near graveyards. That's true. That's a good point. Oh man, what if your high school, what if your high school had catacombs filled with the bones of old teachers? That'd be cool. Weird. That'd be pretty good. Would that that be like under the furnace room, you think? Or... (laughs) Mm. Part yeah, I don't know. Like, room. where's the boiler at Notre Dame? Right. I bet they just don't have one, right? Like, it, how did they, like, they ran, they must have run electricity into Notre Dame, right? Like, no. because you can at go in point. there, you can yeah. go in there and, you know, it's, it's not dark. It's not candle lit. Yeah. There are a bunch of candles, but it's not. Windows? Yeah. I mean, it must be when inside. we saw some, didn't we, or am I manufacturing this memory that when we were in Oxford, we saw some some old university buildings and stuff like that 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 they must have wired electrified a- after the fact yeah. yeah they they put it through they threaded the the wiring through the roof thatch yeah <laughs> yeah good wireless transmission of power okay yeah they just got tesla yeah mm. mm-hmm. except what's the catholic version of tesla <laughs> jesus okay they got jesus to do it <laughs> Turn this water into wine and then into electricity and then into air and then back into electricity. <laughs> unless unless it's a bathroom, in which case back into water. Well, unless <laughs> not fuck this up. Unless Jesus. the switch is off. In oh. which case you don't do any of that. Oh right. Okay. Oh man. That'd be pretty good though if you don't you'd only need one utility. If G- if Jesus was in real time converting whatever you need you know, whatever was around into whatever you needed, there would only be one utility. Jesus. Uh, yeah. You get your Jesus bill, which is also <laughs> referred to as a tithe. Oh, hmm, very nice. Yeah. That fits together pretty nicely. Guys, I think we worked it all out. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about the Kingdom of Loathing browser-based internet video game? Sure. Sure. Okay. It's multiplayer. Yeah. You can talk to dudes in the chat. Yeah. Okay. Let's do yes, that then. according to Joystick, uh, similar to Progress Quest and Candy Box. And that it's lo-fi. Yeah. And... If you played KOL in 2003, which I've argued in the forums, many games journalists played KOL in 2003, don't have any idea oh, the that it's become a... that it has become. Yeah. Mm. They don't know. They don't understand anything, man. I'm trying to decide which character from The River's Edge I want to become the as River's I Edge. age. I, I used to think that I wanted to be... Uh, Keanu Reeves's character from The River's Age because he was cool and he had a cool jacket. And then I thought, well, what if I want to be, um, shit, what is the name, the actor who John Malkovich? played the George McFly, Crispin Glover? Crispin Glover. Yeah. So then I thought, oh, I'd like to be like Crispin Glover because he says, you don't understand anything, man. <laughs> and I thought that that would be a fun way to he be. He smokes cigarettes really cool, saying too. that all the time. And then uh, I think now I've decided that I'd like to be Dennis Hopper because he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis Hopper's dead? <clears throat> yeah, Dennis Hopper died like five oh. minutes ago. <laughs> no, it was, he died, I was like three or four years ago. Huh. What is The River's Edge? Uh, it's a movie with Dennis Hopper, Crispin Glover, and Keanu Reeves. <laughs> okay. It's good. Uh, it's This fat guy uh, strangles his girlfriend, maybe by accident, maybe on purpose. but And then it's like they... His buddies are kind of helping him not go to jail. Huh. And Dennis Hopper is an old recluse stoner uh, who lives with a blow-up doll. Okay. That he talks to as though it's a real person. And then uh, Keanu Reeves has this younger punk-ass brother who goes and fucks everything up. Okay. Um, it's, I don't know, It's it's got that, like, just everything is horrible and everyone sucks vibe that... You know, it was a little. It was a little prescient. I think it was from the late '80s rather than the early '90s, which is when that kind of movie really hit its stride. Right. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, it's, it's good though. Huh. It features Crispin Glover saying, "You don't understand anything, man," I'm and not. it's pretty good. It's like, wow, you're right, Crispin. I don't. <laughs> I learned a lot from watching this. Movie. <laughs> that's that's, that's the, this his superhero. I'm. You don't understand anything. Oh right, man. you don't understand anything. Man. <laughs> I uh, used to follow Crispin Glover on Twitter, but then all he ever tweeted was, I'm playing a show at something tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I had a good time at the show at something yesterday. That was pretty much why I had to stop following John Hodgman. Mm. He's about 50-50. 
Mm. He's, you know, he talks about odd things that he sees on planes. <laughs> he, he's trying to migrate to a Tumblr because he likes Tumblr better as a way of expressing himself to people on the internet. Plus, Tumblr's where all the kids are using instead of Facebook now. That's mm. what I hoid. Uh, okay. How about Kingdom of Loathing? Yes. Yeah. Which is, according to Joystick, similar to Progress Quest and Candybox. <laughs> um, I was trying to do the same train of diversions again, but I don't remember where I went. So, Bernatio writes, Hey, Jick and Co., have you guys ever thought about making another always-in-season, for lack of a better term, challenge path, like the Diet Pass? Something like Trendy would probably make a good addition to that sort of thing. No real story context for the restrictions. If not, what are your thoughts to the contrary? Thanks for answering, as always, Bernatio. I don't I understand mean, that question. Every old challenge path is exactly as in-season as the Diet Paths are, now and forever. You get extra karma... Oh shit! Yeah, I guess you do. You get so a little bit of that. Must get be a little the bit differentiation. Of for, yeah. And no, probably not. Yeah, I can't imagine another path that would stick around forever and still always give karma. I mean, it's not like no food, no booze are so. I guess they are fairly fundamental. I guess if we were gonna do one, trendy wouldn't be a bad choice because it. It does update itself over time. Yeah, if we remember to yeah, do it. Yeah, if we remember to do it. Yeah, oh, do, the, do we have to trigger that on on? Well, manually? every time we spindle an item, we are supposed to I, put whether it's... I mm. tend to go through and fix that when I notice stuff. And like as, as we roll stuff out, if I think of it as being a limited time thing, then I do mm. it. But I mean, it's really I only stuff with all the Mr. Time. Store items. And, and there's a handful of things that are weird, too. I feel like the... VIP furniture uh, yeah. needs to be handled specially. I stuff. just don't know how that drop down is supposed to work, and so I rely on somebody else. I just leave it at the default. Oh, value. oh the yeah. I don't remember like if it, well, for, that... for like January's item of the month. Yeah, is last, it available last available in January. January. Yeah. Okay, because then the the next the fe- then it becomes should become unavailable February first of a year later. Okay, I think. Yeah. Costanza Faust says, make odor extractors tradable. It would help people still chasing olfaction, give the rest something to sell, but it wouldn't be horribly unbalanced like opening up any of the other BHH items to trade would. <clears throat> We've talked about that. We've talked about the idea of giving you two odor extractors for one right. lucre. I don't know that I'm fundamentally against making them tradable. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know that that would, I don't know that people would buy them in the mall and then use them. Well, because so I think the idea is that it would let you have, for a pull, access to a single blast of olfaction before you had olfaction. I don't know that that hmm. actually, I don't know that that actually levels the playing field much. Hmm. It's interesting though. I wonder if it would also it would give, save more than two and a half turns or whatever the going rate is for a pull. It would also give somebody that has bought everything that they want to buy with lucre something to do with lucre if they're com- continuing sure. to do those quests sure. yeah and you know if they if they are valuable i mean if there are <clears throat> if there's enough of a demand then that would be an interesting way for people to make meat yeah 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 would we would we make the the other consumable stuff I don't know. That's a good question. Probably not. But then people would say, why aren't they? And we would say, I don't know. <laughs> See, and this is why we never do anything. <laughs> every every answer pro- prokes more questions. Prokes? Yeah. That's a combination of prompt and provoke. Oh, I thought, it was, I thought you were saying proc. Like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every, every answer has a 10% chance of proccing an additional question. <laughs> this is going to be a really long show. <laughs> That's good. Uh, I like that. <laughs> how about some kind of swagger shop item, like glasses or a bug you could plant on somebody to peek at their outfit slash stats, even if they have the profile hidden? Also, some kind of magic underwear slash bug sweeper that would let them foil your nefarious plans, also mm-hmm. bought with swagger. I like that idea. Yeah, except that, except that planting a bug on somebody so that you can see through their privacy restrictions is literally exactly like rape. <laughs> well, also, I mean... I wouldn't want somebody like, to be able to plant that bug on me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, sure. It'd be pretty easy to stop that from happening, but... Is your stone broken? No, but sometimes it is by accident okay. if I want to test something. Yeah, I mean, I like that idea. I like the idea of, of having measures and countermeasures as consumables for swagger that... 
they're all like you you do something it uses up swagger but then somebody can defend against it but they also have to have right done it done it yeah i mean i think the landscape is pretty okay the way it is now sure it's just you know it would be more like eventually the swag everyone will have gotten everything they want out of swagger and then yeah what do you spend your extra swagger have you ever heard anybody say that they've gotten everything they want out of swagger and no, but I also don't listen to PvPers at all. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I mean, I uh, you know, I think that it's getting to the point where where people might have purchased everything that they want. Uh, and then he says, "What's the best remedy for a headache?" Well, gosh, it depends on what kind of headache. The best remedy for a caffeine withdrawal headache is a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> the best remedy for a hangover headache is uh, go for a jog. Really? Ah, it's, yeah. That's the huh. only way I've ever found to speed up the recovery of a hangover is if you, and this has only happened when Get I've actually pumping. had to do something, but just fucking go sweat it out. Just suffer. Just uh, increase your suffering. It isn't an amount of time that has to pass. It's, it's an, an amount, amount of suffering, of suffering. It's that like, has to pass. <laughs> so if you, if you, you have to use up the hangover. Yeah. I mean, how extreme are you willing to go? Because you can, you can end a headache immediately through decapitation. <laughs> well, not immediately. <laughs> yeah. It'll probably last a few seconds. Yeah. <laughs> you blink get if it still Blink hurts. your eyes, yeah. yeah. Uh, so to me, for me, uh, steam room is almost always the answer. I know not everybody has that luxury <laughs> avail- available to them, but for the most part, like my headaches are almost always sinus headaches, and I can almost always solve them with the application of heat. Hmm. I I will often play a steam game. Okay, yeah. super I, headache blaster. Yeah, I generally use Excedrin migraine strength, okay. but generally speaking, and if I have a strobe light. yeah, <laughs> generally speaking, if I get a headache, it's probably a migraine related headache. I get migraines of varying intensity from time to time. That. It's it's also... weird because you get like before before a migraine happens, you get like this weird little visual glittery sort of sparkly clue that doesn't hurt but it it gets in the way of like reading things or having detailed things that's not just some sort of flashback no it's it's like it's sort of like the blind spot in your eye is spreading out so it so you can see because your brain compensates for that but you can't see in good detail because your brain doesn't really know what it's looking at it's just sort of faking and so it, it it so it expands and spreads out for a little while and and covers some section of your vision and then it goes away and then a few minutes after it goes away you get like your headache starts up Weird. and so I do, do you get like the nausea if it's a bad one I do sometimes huh. but I haven't had a really bad one in a long time and generally speaking the timing is such that I know that okay the glittery shit has gone away time to take an excedrin and by the time the excedrin kicks in will also be about the time that the pain is starting and so it it huh. counters it out pretty every reasonably. time you say excedrin I am reminded of the song that I wrote in my head after the first time I heard you say excedrin because it sounds like the way that Henry is pronounced in Henry the Eighth. <laughs> and everyone VIII was Exeteran. He wouldn't take an Advil or a bear. That's right. Yeah. I've forgotten about yeah, that. Yeah. Um, so the other thing that will sometimes help, I was trying to find an actual brand to point you at, but I don't remember what brand these things that I use. It's this hippie bullshit. It is like a herbal pillow. It is a pillow filled mm. with I don't it is not the herbs are not important. Okay. Like because they continue to perform their function long after the smell goes away, but it's like just a pillow filled with like flax seeds or something that you microwave for three or four minutes, and then you just put it on your neck, and then it it is just applying a bunch of heat to your neck muscles, which also often are the source of a headache. Hmm. And a this bunch of excess tension kids is why you should have a microwave in your. This is why you closet. have a microwave in your bathroom. You you have a microwave <laughs> in your bathroom closet because your bathroom also has a closet. <laughs> You get to the closet through the bathroom, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's, that's really weird. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Your house yeah, is laid out weird. It gives you more weird. wall. Like, there would be very little, there would be very limited, unbroken stretches of wall in that room if the if it was laid out in a way that made sense, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but, yeah. So, get a, get a 30, the, the microwave will be cheaper than the neck pillow. I'm telling you this. So, really? Yeah, those neck pillows are like 40 bucks. Wow. Hmm. 
You might be able to get the same thing cheaper because it is sure as shit not forty bucks worth of stuff. It's just it's just that like Is it possible that listening to the dulcet tones of our voices could be a <laughs> headache <sighs> solution? It could be. Yeah. Could be. So maybe all of this stuff this just, show, just listening to us talk about headache solutions. This show will cure a headache. Video games hot dog will give you a headache. But <laughs> as you as you become apoplectic with rage, <laughs> the, the apoplexy <laughs> will will manifest as pain. The Lone Goldfish says, For Mr. Card Game, did you redraw the art for things like Mr. Accessory, or did you just scan and export at a higher resolution? Neither. Neither. <laughs> <laughs> um, we did what we always do when we are adjusting KOL's art for print, which is um, I load the art into... If I'm actually... If I'm making original art for print, I, I draw it, scan it, process it down to KOL size and then run this process. Oh, really? So that it looks like other uh, stuff. Yeah. So for consistency's sake. So so I take the KOL art, increase color depth to 16 million colors, blow it up to however big I want. Like usually for like if it's for a t-shirt or whatever, then 300 I, DPI yeah, at just size. 300 DPI at whatever size, right? And I just crop it. Um, for the for the Mr. Card Game art, I was doing it in big batches and so I I think I think I just made them like a hundred times original size on a pixel basis, or maybe not, maybe ten, maybe ten. I don't 10 know. Ten hundred? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, and between then, ten, between ten and nine. and then reduce color depth to two, so it becomes just black and white, and then kind of edit any weirdness that occurred. I did, I did a lot. Of you did editing. a ton of it, yeah. The, so, so when we did like familiars, uh, especially yeah. older familiars, I would often. I would end up shrinking them from a larger source art to get the amount of detail that was required. I've since gotten a lot better at eyeballing how big, like for the last like say three years, every item image that has been scanned has been has been the same size source art. Like it used to be that I would just like draw a box around it and say, ah, that's a, and shrink that to 30 pixels. Now all of the items are shrink, shrunk from 50 to 30. Like they're scanned at fifty pixels, shrunk down to thirty, um, which is no one ex- understands your art process. You, you kind of. I, well, I mean, I do, but I've I've sat and watched over your shoulder while you do all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay, I sort of understand how this is exists mm-hmm. now. I really do kind of want to do that screen capture at some point. Like when I've drawn a bunch of art, I want to go from scanning it to to processing it. Just you know, one doing, step at a time. Screenshots, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because you I could. I, uh, you could do a stream. Mm. I don't know about that. Twitch TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, can I please get a higher res version of the Mr. A art? Uh, sure. I think, yeah. We have that somewhere. Yeah. Or we can make it pretty yeah, we can make easy. It, pretty. It's, it, it, it is like, it for the most part, it is like no effort to blow it up. If you want a thousand of them like they did for Mr. Card Game... And a lot of them are going to be really, really detailed things that require a lot of editing. Then that's going to take a ton of time. You did redraw familiars for them. Okay, right. Because those were just there, there were only like there were only like ten bad. of them. Yeah, and there was no. It. And they I don't wanted, think they ended up using them. I don't they know wanted they, a lot of stuff. They, they wanted a lot of cards to be things that were item size, and what that meant was that some cards were going to have like three times as thick a lines as yeah. because they the, the original they were going to a, a consistent size with things that were x and 3x size originally there's um, still a bit of there's still a bit of line weight disparity but i don't know that anybody will notice it besides us yeah i mean it'll drive us crazy if we look at it i've seen the prototype yeah so have i there were a bunch of there were a bunch of printing issues right like there well were, there was the fact that they were supposed to print muscle cards with values one through four on them and they just did ones hmm. Ooh. yeah i mean this, a, this is just a prototype though i mean this nerf is, okay. muscle classes <laughs> Done. Yeah. They, they must have tried to play it and they were like what the fuck <laughs> um things look pretty good though i mean there are a bunch of cards in there that i did not i mean I, there were like he the, so many things got extended because of all the stretch goals that i don't i don't even know what all the new rules are all oh, right so yeah, I I haven't played with it. Yeah, at it definitely all. has the asymmetric seal of approval. Yeah. Also, there was a typo in the company <laughs> on the back of the box, so that's pretty cool. Glad we got that immortalized in cardboard. Yep. 
Uh, Lokiator says, we haven't seen a world event related other accomplishment since the Valhalla invasion. Is it safe to assume these are a thing of the past? No, it is safe to assume that's a thing that I've been thinking that Hot Stuff was going to do, but never actually assigning to him as work. Like, look through. Yeah, it's, the, on, it's on a list. Look somewhere. through the perma flags. Let me know which things that's you think should be. Tricky. Yeah. It's just not a, it's not a straightforward process. It is not. Uh, F says, how many curse words do you know in all languages? Jeez, I don't know how many I know in English. Yeah, I don't think I know, I don't know any, any curse, curse words, words in, in all, all languages. languages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are some languages that don't have any curse words. Uh, I mean, I know. Very polite languages. Well, like C. Merd. Merd. So merd. Puntan. Scheiße. Uh-huh. Fichen, uh, I think, is to fuck in, in German, but they don't really use that. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, is it is it just the curse words that you know in other languages? Chingar, chingar I think Spanish, Spanish word to fuck. Cabron is bastard. Puta. Pinch, pinche is like fucking, but it's not really fucking. It's just like, it's just like a nasty adjective. Huh. Yeah. Hell, I don't know. Hmm. Uh, Miss Jackson esque. <laughs> Richard Baby 4000 says, I've always wondered what's up with the shelves in the palindrome. I get the photograph and egg, but how are you supposed to know the ketchup hound goes in there? And it seems like the hound would be the red nugget, not the candy. Well, because it's weird that you don't... It's weird that you get the egg. It's because the way you know about the dog is, be, is by... Is by back-solving yeah, the Yeah, back-solving the palindrome. The palindrome. Yeah. Um, it, I will admit that it is not a particularly good puzzle in... It's KOL implementation, right? Because the dog was like, oh, we got a dog. Let's just use that as opposed to it being an actual part of a quest, right? And I don't think that there is any way that we would add a puzzle like that now that's like, hey, here's a here's a drop down of every <coughs> fucking item in your inventory. Oh, yeah. Like that is just not the kind of thing that we do sure. anymore. And that that is one of those spots where it's just like I, I cannot. I think what we would do now is we would have a drop down of potentially eight items one of which was the correct palindrome front to back, and one of which was a, either a decoy or an, a, another funny, you know, secondary yeah. one that that didn't do what you wanted or something. Yeah, that seems like a reasonable way to approach yeah. it. And maybe that is what we will do. Oh, because we haven't. Yeah, the palindrome. The palindrome Revised. would be trivial, not trivial. Okay, so I shouldn't say trivial, but the, the palindrome would be extremely easy to revamp as a branch of that quest because... Because you only have to do it halfway and then it takes care of itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's just one zone. I mean, it's it's one zone and then it's like that fucking shit where it's in, no, let's go to the knob. Because <laughs> that's where Mr. Allen anal alarm lives. <laughs> I don't know that we ever told, told people his full name. But... <laughs> Um, that probably doesn't work. We figured it out, though. It's like... Yeah. yeah. Um, also, do you ever refer to Hot Stuff as Optimal Prime? Nope. Not even once. Yeah, mm, yeah nope. Sorry, buddy. Um, I, I like that idea, though. Feel, feel free to <laughs> do that in the future. Uh, Wade McBob posted another question that we already dealt with on Monday, I think. Also, yeah, the show doesn't broadcast until Wednesday. The Monday show doesn't is now Wednesday, so that they now get two broadcast. Those oh. four people now get two days in a row of show broadcasts. Um, what that means is that there is more time for me to forget to upload the Monday show to the archive. So, but what it does mean is that I know I don't have to. I don't feel pressured to edit the Monday shows Monday night right anymore. That makes your life much better. Before it, it does well, except that. Except that doing it then, I just do it. It was done. Yeah, doing it at some point in the next 36. Like, this needs to be done at some point in the next 36 hours is, like, the worst hmm. thing for me. Because it is long enough that I don't feel pressure to immediately do it, but it is not long enough that I will think of it again. Do you have a hard deadline by which it needs to be done? Probably Wednesday night. Hmm. Like, I mean, it needs to be done by whenever it's going to be broadcast. Before we start recording the Thursday yeah. shows. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. Yep. This also means people don't hear the show until after you've recorded the Thursday show, at least when you do your Wednesday recordings, and the two radio shows play on consecutive days. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. That kind of sucks. But, you know, just use the podcast feed. Don't use the radio. I love you, Radio KOL. But <laughs> fuck, man. Radio is a dying technology. 
40 Foot Inc. says, wow, that is an old account for it to be somebody that I've never heard of. Uh, how about a book club show? Or have you done that before in the 311 shows <laughs> I never listened to? What are you reading? What are your favorites? Uh, I just finished Neil Stevenson's latest Reamd, which has an MMORPG in it, as well as, as, well as multi-abusing Chinese gold farmers. That was really good. I read that this yeah, year, and I it need, was very good. Uh, I need to read that, but I've got so many books I need to read. Yeah, it's on my list. I don't think I would be able to do a book club show because I don't read often enough. Yeah, I'm having yeah. a hard enough time reading the books from the idle thumbs book club. I, and I just didn't. St- I just have never listened to one because. Yeah, me neither. I I love reading, but I love it so much that I don't do it often because once I start reading a book, I'm going to be reading that book for eight hours, and it just destroys my sleep schedule because I don't have you the don't willpower to put, it down. to put down a book if I'm huh. enjoying it. So you need to read books you don't enjoy. That'll yeah, solve, I guess so. Solve that problem. <laughs> I have been reading. Might I suggest Guns, Germs, and Steel? Yeah, or that's really boring. The Bible. <laughs> I mean, I've really, I really liked Cloud Atlas. I'm really glad that I read that because of the. Mm-hmm. The, their book club I liked since of an ending a lot like the books they had chosen at least early on were really good Telegraph Avenue is not you know what you need to read is some Malcolm Gladwell yeah sure sure um, uh, also some novelizations of episodes of Mythbusters I can, I can do I can do uh, Stephen Colbert's new book club and the Idle Thumbs book club by reading Great Gatsby so oh. man I could have finished reading <laughs> The Great Gatsby but I decided not to uh, also, why are these forum sig blocks so big? Just to accommodate the avatar? Yeah, I imagine. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Canify40 says, well, Age of Joris is almost over. Mind talking some about how you think it went? You know, I haven't even really thought about it. Like, the competitive atmosphere and the, the like, I don't really... You don't have a handle on it? No, I don't. And And it doesn't, like... That was a thing that I cared very, very deeply about while I was working on it. And then once it was done, it was just time to move on to the next. The only thing more fun than video games is making video games. I guess, yeah. Okay. Um, Also, any comments on the past with no special text Feast of Joris recently? Oh, man. That was pretty funny. (laughs) That uh, Festival of Jarlsberg just made all of Jarlsberg's spells (laughs) much weaker. (laughs) Uh, Well, it's because magic is everywhere. And. That thus it takes away from Jarlsberg's <laughs> secret stash. Yeah, I mean, I, if we had if we had burned a single calorie trying to narratively justify that, we could have said sure. like, yes, the reason that everybody else gets all this power is because it takes it away from Jarlsberg. <laughs> Uh, hey, amigos, a sandwich too. I love the new additions to Monster Manuel. Also, the Flores Fryer is super awesome. Lettuce Spray is probably my favorite punny name out of the batch. Anyway, enough praise, more questions. One, Cosmic Buckets, how do the sales numbers for them look now that Age of Jarl's Barkley is wrapping up? I think we sold all of them in the first month that we were going to sell. <laughs> I, uh, no, they trickle in. There's still one or two. I was thinking you were going to say we sold Every day. We sold all of them. As yeah, we, we sold out. We sold out. <laughs> we ran out. I would say it was like, what, a, a fourth of an item of the month in terms of volume? Yeah. Which was way higher a than I expected. A, a fourth of a piece of, a, of gear yeah. item of the month. Yeah, yeah a fourth of a, of a non, yeah. non-crazy seller. I haven't looked at sales for the florist fryer. I assume they'll be pretty good because either. it's like a new slot. Yeah. But nobody plays this game anymore, so who knows. Uh, I've been extremely curious as to how well they did, considering the request to not buy them in Mr. Store and your thoughts on how well the Cosmic Bucket served its purpose. I mean, I think it served its purpose well enough. I, like, I think... I, there was not any bitching about having to do 30 runs to be competitive. Yeah, no. like zero. So that was that was its purpose, yeah. and that solved that problem. I mean, there was complaining about it, the, this particular path not feeling level <clears throat> anymore because of that. Was but. there any bitching about people perceiving it as a cash grab? Uh, I mean, a little maybe. Every once in a while, somebody will say that, and then a bunch of people will say, eh, not really. Cool. I don't know. Maybe, you know, we might have, it might have cost us some dudes who were like, ah, fuck it, these guys are turning into Zynga. I'm out. But. Uh, Two, for Age of Sneaky Pete, will we see a snazzy basket containing vials of Sneaky Pete that works similarly to the Cosmic Bucket? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if I would do it again. Depends on depends on the mechanics how how important it is to level a bunch of times before snazzy bask <laughs> three any timetable yet for the seal club or skill revamps now I gotta I gotta figure out what the overall we, approach to we've that got is a big project whether, that we're working on now. whether it's even worth doing so 
I'm, uh, I'm, I'm still enjoying say. the game immensely, even after years of playing. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, HKC says, it would be cool if Mr. Alarm accepted the Sublime Stew, which is obviously superior to that wet stunt nut crap. Well, no, because it would be like wet seamill bus, which sounds really <laughs> fucking gross. I wouldn't want that. S- sublime stew wet seamill bus. <laughs> wet seamill bus seems like it's like one of two. There's two different strains of the seamill bus disease. There's the wet one and the dry one. Uh, also, while I'm enjoying A of Age of Gerald's Barkley, I still think my favorite challenge path is still Surprising Fist. I thought of it when I was reading The Go Away World with its voiceless dragon kung fu. Have you guys read it? In an excellent book. I have not. Mm-mm. We were just talking about that. Surprising Fist was probably by far the least work of any challenge path. Even? This current one that we're working on? No. This this will be less work. Okay. Um, but... No, no. I guess class act was probably less work than Surprising Fist. But Surprising Fist took like two days. Trendy was theoretically not a ton of work, but there was a bunch of yeah, there was a lot of labor. markup. Yeah. I had a bunch of writing for Surprising Fist, but I don't remember how long it took. It couldn't, I mean, it couldn't have been more days. than a couple of days because I, we had an unworkable challenge path idea up until very, very yeah. soon before the path. Yeah, that's right. Because we we just we had an idea and it just <clears throat> did not pan out. Yeah, it just wasn't. We couldn't figure out a way to make it tolerable. We're kind of we're kind of thrashing a little bit with our current idea. Just math. I think we're fine. I, th- I think it is just it is just a matter of coming up with a formula. I think the principles are sound. Okay. Uh, the stuff in the Collegianous Abyss, says Glebes, is the spookiest stuff in the game, man. But what's Peanuts' deal? Is that some <laughs> in-joke? Something from a past acid trip? A representation of the clitoris in this huge underwater <laughs> vagina? Damn, you got a big abyss. Damn, you got a big abyss. <laughs> I was kind of wondering myself. I don't know. Because he is really weird and kind of creepy in that context. Is it just is yeah, it just encountering something that's nominally innocent in, an, in a disturbing well, context I makes mean, it seem it creepy? Was, it, it the authorial intent was I need people to we need to remember that this is a funny game okay <laughs> right but I feel like that just made it even creepier <laughs> right so like, oh, okay. all right well I guess what we need to remember is we're real good at this <laughs> yeah I don't I don't know man it just it was what like it's like where do you get your ideas I, man, I, like, I you do eat a lot of nuts I do yeah. I do. I, in fact, I often break my fast with, <laughs> with, with between two and four triscuits and a ramekin of them. Um, and they are often, you know, depending on where we've been buying our nuts, they are often more than 50% peanuts. It's true. Uh, hmm, let's see. WVO Quine says, since becoming an adult, what's the longest you've gone without playing a video game? Eh, probably like 10 days because of the backpacking trips. Yeah, but I always have my phone, and it's like I probably uh, played some. There was that time I couldn't figure out why the poop wasn't coming out, and then I was like, "Oh right, because I need to play an iPhone game for the poop <laughs> to come out." So then I started playing an iPhone game, and the poop came out. I'll I'll let you know when I feel like I've become an adult. Necrono says, "Hey, Jick, long time listener, first time caller. I had to put my mail on hold recently, so when I got back from vacation, it was all there, ready for me to peruse. I think you mean all there, ready for you to throw in the garbage." <laughs> How about a premium item from Mr. Store that did something similar with adventures? You use it and it raises your rollover adventure cap to something higher than 200 and it immediately expires once you spend an adventure somewhere. Hmm. I don't know about that. Immediate. What do you mean it immediately expires? So you use it before you go on vacation and you come back and you have 500 adventures instead of 200 or something. Right. And I, I wonder, like... It wouldn't really be selling turns because you would. It would still be way more optimal to just play the game. But it would be. We we like to sell content and not. Yeah. You know, like Monster Manuel was sort of conceived as selling an interface element, but the only way that I felt okay with that was by going crazy overboard on the amount of content that it also provided. Right. Um. Yeah, I don't think that we would do that. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I mean, why does it have to be a for sale item? Like, why couldn't we just if if we were gonna if do we that, were going to do that, why wouldn't we just raise the cap? 
No, not just raise the cap. Necessarily. Like That'd I think be a it would be skill. I think it's I think it should be an opt-in situation, right? Because it's two hundred I think is plenty whelming, potentially overwhelming if you come back after you know early on and you have two hundred turns to play with or whatever. Yeah. Um but if you know that you want to go away for a week and want to have a bunch of turns to play when you come back, then maybe that would be worth. But I think if that was a thing that you could turn on, everyone would turn it on, and then the ones who were going to be overwhelmed by it would be overwhelmed by it. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Sure. Because you'd look at that option and like, why the fuck would I not turn that on? Because you're not thinking. You don't know well, what's Well, maybe it's not you. an interface on that. Maybe it's player, a, a rare drop. stupid. Maybe it's, it costs a million meat in the mall or something. Yeah. Rob Mooseman says, uh, I am currently doing a trendy run. I can't take a shower, but the shower isn't boarded up like the rest of the clan furniture. Is this just something that was overlooked? Also, is trendy still updating each month as to what items are no longer usable? And it's supposed to be, yeah, the boarding up of stuff was... That's That was the type of thing that I was saying. That like yeah. I don't know that that's handled just by the date code. Felony says, ever thought of starting an Empire of Loathing alternate world with all the gameplay tweaks you want to make to KOL but can't because of the mayhem they would cause? Eh, Every once in a while. Yeah. Glebe says, now that the sea is out, loving it so far, what's next on the KOL front burner? Clan dungeon? Class skill revamp? Level 11 tweaks? The stuff tri the stuff Triff is working on? <laughs> uh, yes, also, first, changing uh, Riff's name to Triff, legally. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, all of, every every of the above. Yeah, the yeah. Riff's, Riff's first of two major projects is... Really, second of two. First to the finish line. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, is, is, is in testing on dev. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but that needs to take second seat to time-sensitive stuff. Clornak mm -hmm. says, on the topic of a new tweaked KOL or KOL 2 or whatever, are you still considering one day doing Galaxy of Fear? Eh, why not? Andy Zero says, was the true final boss for the sea and how you find and fight them inspired by Chrono Cross? No, because I fucking hated Chrono Cross and I only played it for like a half what hour. What is wrong with yeah, you? Yeah, I couldn't get into it either. What? I really liked Chrono Trigger, but Chrono Cross was like... Uh, Just different. That freaking elemental sphere in the corner of the screen is confusing <laughs> and a pain in the ass. Uh, King Bobson says, given that the whole airship slash castle interaction is so well defined, why didn't you make it so the ridiculously large sword and oversized pizza cutter interacted with the Renaissance and foodie giants? Huh, that actually makes a ton of sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it seems like the sort of thing that would fit the zone's flavor and would make it so every monster in the airship except the random encounter helped progress the castle. Uh, also, I'm going to agree with public opinion and say that the sea is really great. I love those kind of multiple ascension goals, and they really motivate me to keep ascending instead of spending all my time in Aftercore. I love the work you guys are doing, and I hope you keep it up. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, wow. How did... I don't know. Just don't think of it. Yeah. It's like it's sitting there. It's a too obvious. crazy oversized sword would be just the right size for the Renaissance. He wouldn't like it because it looks all modern. Right. <laughs> they didn't have this kind of metal in the Renaissance. Pass me the corn nuts. <laughs> Wax says, what kind of stuff would you make with better development tools? What would be easier or no longer impossible to make? Which tools would be the most useful to you? I don't... I don't feel like we're being held back by our tools at this point. I think something that we would do uh, and may, may do at some point in the future is uh, ha having KOL-like development tools but not requiring that you be within KOL to use them. So like something that was a trivial way to make like a choose your own adventure on the web or something or something that would trivially compile into an iOS app or something like that that we had homebrewed. Yeah, like the using the tool like using tools similar to the tools that we already have but that we're capable of just building a standalone game. Yeah. Like if Riff could just make okay, a yeah. single player RPG in his spare time and then that would be a thing that we could sell. Yeah. Um that would be pretty cool. I guess. And given given how fast Chris has demonstrated that he can prototype stuff based on a scripting language that I spec out in 10 minutes, like, that doesn't seem beyond our abilities, right? Like, yeah. it's, I mean, now that Word Realms is finished, we kind of got to figure out what we're doing next. And it's got to be something. It's got to be something that doesn't take as long as Word Realms did <laughs> and we can sell to people for money. Like the kind of money that you can use at the store 
to buy an oxygen tank. Can't we, could we just open a store? Also, that's, we're moving pe- to If the people moon. are already <laughs> buying stuff, if people are just buying stuff at stores with money, that seems like a really good way to get money is to have a store where people. Oh yeah, just make a store. Yeah. Lab, which okay. Mm. So then we're like, all right, well, what you're gonna, what we're gonna do is we're gonna have this store, and you're gonna come in here and buy stuff. And where's the stuff gonna come from? You also have to bring it. Yeah. <laughs> you have to pay us. You pay us to store your shit for you, and then we'll sell it to somebody else. Like this right. is. This sound, <laughs> sounds like a bank. What should we call it? Maybe like a. Like a chess metaphor would be good. We could call it like a, like a rook shop or a queen store. Yeah. <laughs> Dear you guys, says Costanza Faust, just wanted to say thanks for all the cool new stuff lately. This game is still fun and funny after years and years. When I first started clicking on silly stick figures, I never expected it would remain entertaining for nearly a decade. P.S. Would you find it amusing if the tele- telescope icon in the campground drooped down a bit after using the look high buff for the day? I would find it both informative and hilarious. Yeah, if it was kind of limp and leaking a little bit onto the ground, oh. it'd be pretty good. <laughs> Thank you, Costanza Faust, for the reminding us that we're all going to die real soon. <laughs> Glebe says the Clover Adventure in the Bugbear Pens gives the Bugbear <laughs> outfit, which can be bought in that Zodiac's NPC store. An even better joke than the 100 meat from the pantry. <laughs> yep. Fluxdog says, how long would it take to redesign the UI for even a small change like moving around the forest, Friar Prince? I'm sure there's nothing, I'm sure there's more to it than, oh, I'll just move this here and done. Or better yet, what steps do you have to go through to make such changes? Also, if my wife ever gets to bake anything for you guys, any preferences? Uh, Transformer Shrinky Dinks. What? Huh. Yeah. I don't like eating, I don't ever eat baked goods from people I don't know. Uh, Yeah, that's, you never know. Are they going to get you totally high? Yeah. Are they going to get you totally dead? Like, because uh, they're poisonous? Or not even necessarily deliberately poisonous. Maybe this guy's wife is just a real <laughs> shitty baker. And so she's like, oh, fuck. I accidentally used poison instead of sugar. So not only do you die, but they also probably didn't taste very good. And I don't know. This is some kind of sweet poison, I guess. <laughs> sweet poison, bro. Sorry. I'm not trying to imply anything about your wife, Fluxdog. I mean, you clearly at least lived long enough to write this forum post. Although it could have been the last thing this guy ever said. We don't know. Um, or the secret, so yes, the secret of a say, long life is to pawn off all of your poison, poison baked goods. Mm. Uh. Oh, or maybe he's got like a Mithridates thing going on where he just eat, every time his wife bakes something, he eats progressively more and more of it than the last time to inure himself against the <laughs> against the iocane powder. You need to eat some sausages, by the way. Hmm? We got a fridge oh, yeah. full of sausages. There is also a fridge full of raw ground beef, which that might already be bad. I don't know oh. how long a bowl of beef lasts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what's in that bowl. Yeah. It's just beef. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of green and fuzzy. <laughs> right. Yeah, green. <laughs> you didn't see nothing, old man. Just a bunch of happy clowns standing around enjoying a plate of beef. <laughs> White, powdery beef. Oh, man. Everybody see <laughs> fucking Shakes the Clown. <laughs> it is... It is not the best movie, but it has many of the elements of the best movie. <laughs> um, so to add the, the 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 bulk of the work to make the florist fryer was done by C.D. Moyer in making the interface for actually planting the plants and the code for letting the fight script know what plants are there in the zone. Like that was a bunch of stuff that I, you know... A lot of times there will be something that we want to put in KOL that it'll just be like, all right, I'm just going to do this. But then a lot of times it's like, this is hard. I'm going to make Chris do it. Because he's just a better programmer than I am. And also that's why you employ people is so that you can give them money to do the things that you don't want to do yourself. I mean, he knows like a bunch more stuff about like, yeah, the it, object model. Uh, yeah, and, he's, model and, and he stuff. is the DOM. Yeah, he's a lot more versed in the DOM. Dom. He is a lot. He is just way better at JavaScript than I am. Like, I can write functional JavaScript. It's just that, like, every time it's like I'm a baby learning how to write my first JavaScript script. I had to, I tried to write some CSS the other day and I was like, what is this garbage? <laughs> and I'm but, like, I'm sure it makes sense, but fuck it. But to actually, like, once I had the data for what plants were there, putting the plants in the fight interface took, like, 30 seconds. Like, it's not, it is just... Oh, in terms of actually laying out... Yeah, it is just editing web pages. Is it, was it a table structure? Yeah, I do everything in tables, and I I don't use any CSS because you don't, CSS doesn't give you any control over what your fucking web pages look like. True. So, that's what I... 
I'm sure that there are tricks, but remember when that guy was like, no, come on, it's easy. And then he showed the CSS for making, for correcting the one pixel size difference that also made it so people using Internet Explorer saw Couldn't nothing at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool what, trick, What was bro. that website that was like, was it CSS Zen Garden or CSS Garden or something like that that was like, here's this page where you can see what, it's the, it's the same layout, but you get to see what different kinds of people, all the crazy shit people can do with their CSS, but then you look at it on like three different browsers and it looks completely different. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Gore-Tex says, any chance of adding a go back to current zone button for the custom avatar or for the combat action bar? I would find this handy, for example, in places like the Hidden City where go back to is the only option. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't get that. Like, not zone. You probably don't mean zone the way that we do. Like, go back to, to the container document. Container document. Okay. Yeah, that is standardized. Huh. Um, because the, in the non-compact again. adventure, and the non-compact character pane, the adventure again, the words adventure again take you back to the container. Right. Um, Baz Bryan says, could we have the option to view Monster Man well sorted by zone or make it searchable? I do like the idea of you being able to right-click a monster and say, show other monsters in the same zone as this one. But what about monsters that are in multiple zones? That almost never happens. Uh, There are a few. I mean, in Rift's new content, it happens all the time, which makes it very hard to balance. But you kind of don't care, right? Like... It, I'm assuming that that content is not like the horrible shit that we used to do where it's like, oh, hey, here's a quest. The first step of the quest, you need to be level two. And the second quest, you need, or the second step, you need to be level nine. And then the third step, you need to be level four for some fucking retarded reason. That's I'm assuming similar. that we didn't do much. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. It's awesome. Good. Um, yeah, great. It's like four to nine. It's <laughs> like four, seven, nine, something like that. Four, okay. six and a half, nine. Uh, Deus Ex Machina says the little snail picture the monster Manuel uses to show always loses a knit is adorable can we see more of it maybe a familiar yeah that was the only original art that I did for that Manuel change everything else I was ah fuck it I'll just find some icons that already exist slow to fast yeah yeah I don't know turns out I can draw a snail nice cool um and Gortak just wants it as a familiar that makes you always lose initiative (laughs) um I've always wanted to ask someone this, says Moradin. Moo. Moo, moo, moo. Moo, 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 moo. Moo, moo, moo. Moo, 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 moo. Moo, moo, moo. Moo, 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 moo. That always makes me think of poi. That's your answer. Yeah. My answer is farts. Okay. So I have a here. Here is a uh, another thing that I wanted to talk to you guys about. Now okay. That those uh, now that the questions are, you know, I'm going to lock this questions thread, uh, so that if anybody else wants to send us a question, they can basically just go fuck themselves. Not not really, listeners. <laughs> we like you. Um, this post by Lilac. Where mm. have you been following this? I've not been following. Have it. you seen I, this? Have I read about the, this. I read the first thread. Yeah. Post the first post. <clears throat> I did not read this. What is it? So, uh, well, the problem that he perceives it. After enough ascensions, most combats become bad, right? You're in a zone, you're looking for a quest non-combat, mm-hmm. and the monsters won't stop showing up. It's especially the case when the non-combat has taken way too long. If you're doing a speed <coughs> run, every one of those combats is a mostly wasted turn, and you start getting that sinky feeling that the speedy prospects of your run are toast. And that's... Uh, he... He makes an extremely articulate and compelling case for this. Mm-hmm. Um... And the thread, of course, just degenerates into name calling. Yeah, just dicks being dicks. Everybody, I like I like lilac, and I'm interested in the things that lilac <laughs> has to say. And I don't I like, yeah. Nobody nobody needs to put any words in anybody's mouth. Everybody can just get along in the forums, and we can have a grown up discussion like grown ass mans. <laughs> so basically, what he's what he is proposing, what he has proposed is. It, sort of more of a thought experiment like what would happen if we just doubled the stat gains from monsters right if we just made it so monsters rather than giving you one stat point for every four points of power that they have they give you one for every two and probably not much I don't know how dramatically that would change things because that is shorten runs to some extent because you wouldn't need to power level but but so little like the the, comparatively yeah but and, and so that's why I wonder whether it would actually accomplish anything. 
Like whether it would, you know, whether one extra stat point per turn from, although I guess it also makes plus monster level way more powerful, right? Because yes. it's not just the the base. It's it's also doubling the stat. But we can put some sort of hidden uh, monster level um, interaction, interaction with plus non-combat yeah. chance. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a pretty good idea. So so here's the thing. This problem that you, this problem that you are encountering is exactly what that monster level and non-combat mechanic was meant to be the medicine for. Right? Yep. Um, but that was... People didn't like it at all. You know, and and I think it's because it's like, well, all right, well, now they're even worse, right? Now we can't run any plus monster level, and so that makes combats even more wasted, which, you know, you're right. It just wasn't the right medicine. <sighs> I, I wish that there was a better overall model for progress. What, I mean, if we designed zones such that, I mean, so, so one of the ways that we approach this with word realms is that you have non-combats, you only get a non-combat after a combat. Yeah. So... So it is always a bonus. It is never like so. KOL has this problem where if there are non-quest related non-combats, they're like, "Why did I get this fucking bullshit, shitty nine substats in the harem? Right. Goddamn bullshit, useless bullshit." That's like, oh, okay, well, we'll get rid of those. And it's like, well, now why am I getting these goddamn useless, shitty bullshit combats, you fuckers? Right. <laughs> what are you stupid? That'd be, that'd be a pretty short game if we just got rid of all the fights. And <laughs> got rid of non-combats and combats. <laughs> yeah, sorry. All that's left is working for Bart Ender and playing the slots in the casino. <laughs> but, I mean, what more do you need? Like, that's a lot of people, that's their entire fucking life. I'm going to work at a bar and then just spend all my money in the, in the casino. That's, that's it. Huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, like... I can see I can see where the the argument comes from. I I feel like we would want to instead of just doing the stat change, although maybe that wouldn't necessarily be the worst thing, but I feel like we'd want to throw some sort of content at it. So make alternative paths to solutions for these problematic quests that come from monster drops or something. So you you have an alternative to just trying to stack non-combats, right? You could fact and boost item drops or I mean it would still be RNG swingy though so you know that would also be dissatisfying maybe you know I think that fundamentally the game is always going to turn into this right like because you just want the non-com because it finishing a quest is more important than making numbers get bigger until it's not you know until, until you need the numbers until you need the numbers to get bigger right right you know, imagine, so imagine a world in which all of the plus and minus non-combat stuff is removed from the game mm -hmm. and non-combats just become flavor and bonus stuff and don't take turns. Right. And... quest progression happens via some new mechanic that is a thing that just happens after combat and all of the stuff that is now plus non-combat becomes like ex plus exploring or something and they're all framed they're framed according to some mechanic like there is some hmm. numerical progress that you're making toward a goal that is described in some kind of narrative you know and and is I feel like retrofitting that would be oh, yeah, a yeah, bunch yeah. of work. Sure. I mean this is this is a thought experiment. I don't yeah. I don't You know, I do sometimes think that getting rid of some mechanics would make KOL better. Getting rid of Quantum some, mechanics. getting rid of some systems might improve the overall experience, but the trouble is that there's no system that we can get rid of that doesn't invalidate old Mr. Store equipment. Right. Right. There's just nothing because Mr. Store has his fingers in every pie. Yep. You know, he talks about 
So if we made that because that makes plus monster level more valuable, let's also make plus monster level more dangerous. Let's make it so it starts giving them stun resist or starts giving. Them, I mean, it already gives them more initiative. So that's right. That's a thing that you, you're going to have to deal with. I don't think that people would actually like that. Like if plus monster level gave them, uh, you know, past a certain threshold, plus monster level gives the monster a twenty percent stun. Well, resist, I think right? it would be more interesting if they started getting. Uh, skeleton modifiers from the from your thing so it was a more random it would be i think that people would also hate it yeah i think that they would because, because i wonder because like if you are if you are an ascender and you're just stacking on the monster level and fighting would you would you want the occasional thing to watch out for i kind of don't think so you mean like you mean like fireballs yeah. Oh wait, I thought this entire episode was just the opening <laughs> skit to a watch out for fireballs. <laughs> um, I I don't you know I think that generally they don't want combat to require any decision decision making, and I understand this, right? I think there's a place for that, and it's in aftercore, and it's mainly in boss fights in aftercore. Sure, and I mean I definitely agree that boss fights should be challenging if they if we can pull that off, but. I guess my argument would be if you are playing the game such that you are trying to squeeze out a bunch of juice from monsters and even with a bunch of monster level it's not a challenge maybe it would be okay to to have like little mini bosses that show up cuz we do that now a little bit like we make the you add, you know, 60 monster level and suddenly it's a different monster that you're fighting. Yeah. <clears throat> and we could do that more <clears throat> procedurally throughout the game potentially and but in maybe it's you know 10 percent of the time or 20 percent of the time and maybe but see then but i think then that becomes where the swing is right like and I, so what we don't want to do is make it so all right so well we you adding a certain amount of monster level means that in 10 percent of fights you're just going to get beaten up right then that's like all right well you've made this even worse but it is now. But it's not like an automatic beaten up. It's it's you have to pay. You suddenly have to pay attention to the fight, and you have to do something different than before, right? Well, unless it's like they always win initiative, where they didn't always win initiative before, and now they one hit you. the The problem I mm -hmm. think is that you, you know, I mean, Dar Darth swaying into this thread was that you should that we should eliminate Tau, Dow, 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 um, because it's too strong. Yeah, it's pretty strong. Yeah, I guess I didn't really realize at the time, like, eh, I mean, I'm like, ah, what, what's the, is the difference between having pants with power 10 and pants with power 20? Who cares? It's just like getting some better pants. It just caps all the things all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so here's it, what, what I would consider is increase, because increasing the stat gains that you get from the monsters also makes it so somebody who doesn't know what they're doing will level up slightly faster, which is a thing that I would I think would improve the game. Yeah. Right? Because I think right now there's a little too much floundering around if you don't know what you're doing in the early game. And which is why when I when I am playing through challenge paths in the beginning, like going into it with no skills, I always end up making the starting gear give you plus one subset after combat in your main stat. And if not more than that Kind of makes me want to actually put that enchantment on all the starting gear, for huh. for all for new players. Hmm. Like I don't think that that would actually break anything, right? Yeah, I don't know. It huh. would just it would just make it it would just make it so you got into the meat of the game a little faster on your first day. Right. And I don't think it would do I don't think it would do much damage after. And it would make it would make getting a new hat not just to like oh is this. That's one true. More You'd stat, have a right? more it's significant like, it's, it's decision. Like, yeah. But I mean, and I, really though, that is the plus stats after combat is worth so much more in terms of item budget than, right. than anything else is that it would be you would have a you would have a decision you would have an opportunity to make a dumb mistake. Like it's less mm -hmm. it's less a decision to make than an opportunity to fail. Right. Um, which is maybe not. But but again, you don't care if you're that if you're that new kid. The only way that I would consider doing that is if we also dramatically nerfed the sources of non-combat power leveling. Like, hmm. we meant for Spooky Raven to be that, 
but I don't think it, I think it could probably still, according to this discourse, this would still be a problem even if we cut all of those non-combat stack gains in half. Right? They're not saying like combat wow. is a little bit worse than non-combat power leveling. They're saying it is worthless relative to non-combat power leveling. So Wow. So I don't huh. know. I mean, I, I honestly don't know. And I like I'm hoping that people in this thread. And that doesn't to this that didn't that. require clovers? clovers. I I was under the impression that it required clovers, but we have changed so much shit over yeah, time. Yeah, wow, I I must be a, you know years behind the the tech here. Yeah, I, I need to. I should read that more carefully. I, my impression was that power leveling was no longer an issue because I fucked up with the cave bars so bad. Right, that like there was a time when the way that you got all of your leveling done was by fighting sewer Hobopolis sewer monsters, and that was fine. But apparently, there's better options for that now. And Age of Jarlsberg apparently drew more attention to this issue, hmm. but I'm not sure why. I asked because you always lose initiative. Yeah, it's because you always lose initiative. It, you know, this is this is interesting, and you know. A change like the the stuff that's being proposed here is not out of line with something that we would do. Sure. You know? It's, I mean, we gotta, if we've learned anything from Blizzard, it's that you gotta keep speeding up the leveling curve or people will lose interest. Also, pandas are for kids. All right. Um, we're gonna go eat some margaritas, drink some burritos, mm. and we'll come back to record a very special episode of Video Games Hot Dog, which y'all are invited to download and come along with us on this wonderful journey through audio heaven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, episode five. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. See ya.